Welcome in to another episode of All In WFUV's Women's Sports Podcast. Today is July 12th and a Wednesday edition and really nearing WNBA All-Star season. I'm Miles Grossman alongside Annabelle Watson and for the very first time joined by Michael Matuch. Michael, so glad you could take some of your Wednesday for us. And the Liberty, three All-Stars, including Sab and Sloot, pairing up for the skills competition. Lots to be excited about. But really, before we get into that, I think we got to talk about today's Liberty performance, their final game before the All-Star break, a 95-87 overtime victory on the road in Indiana. And I think for most Liberty fans, that's an underwhelming victory, kind of limping into the All-Star break, not beating the suspicious accusations whatsoever. And I think, you know, the Liberty are a team that at times they've struggled with rebounding, but this time it was surely the shooting. The last 727 of regulation after leading for the first three quarters, they are unable to score a single bucket. Indiana forces OT. Now, Annabelle, in my eyes, I'm probably the most cynical I've ever been about this 2023 Liberty. And I, I know that's saying a lot, but there's three all-stars and they're not winning games with dominance. Is it, well, first of all, what'd you see against Indiana? And second of all, is it safe to say that, you know, this Liberty team is at their lowest point? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, these past few episodes, we've had the discussion about them kind of blowing these leads in the fourth quarter and having these shaky fourth quarters, which you really can't have, especially against a team like the Fever. And, you know, I am not a Fever hater. I think they are a very, I think they have the potential to be a good team, you know, with Aaliyah. They have the Nalissa Smith injury right now, but I think they have the potential to be a really good team, but you really have to be wrapping it up against teams like Indiana when you're the Liberty. And, you know, we've seen them do this before and for them to kind of not correct it and keep doing things like this is not great to see blowing an 18 point fourth quarter lead is just not what you want to see. I think that, you know, this all-star break, could be a little good reset for them. And, you know, I think sometimes you see all across any sport, if something goes really bad and a team is at their lowest, they can turn things. That might be the catalyst to kind of turn things around and be like, all right, we really got to work on this. So maybe they can have that that kind of realization, that light bulb go off. But, um, I mean, this was a game for Stewie. She was kind of mediocre by Stewie terms, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, but seven threes from Sab, really great game for her. And, you know, not not a Liberty player, but I also want to highlight Aaliyah Boston, buzzer beater for OT, 23 points. I think Aaliyah is, you know, probably going to be rookie of the year. I think that she's a very, very promising player. She's fun to watch. So 
even though, you know, she made us kind of nervous as Liberty fans, it's great to see a promising young player like her. It really is. Yeah, really and, awesome. uh, oh, my apologies, Michael. Sorry, Stephanie Miles, but I want to um, really talk about what uh, Annabelle said a little bit. I definitely agree that during this all-star break, the, the Liberty's really got to step it up with the, the fourth quarter blow, blowouts that they've been having. Like, uh, I feel like the game really came down to Boston and Emma Cannon's fourth quarter when they were able to have like a 17 combined, I think it was. That just, they can't just, they can't be blowing games like they have. It's like the games that they're able to put together, uh, you just need to keep a full consistent. I mean, Ionescu, she's dropping a casual 34 points a game. It's that was that was nice. That was nice to see in the box score. But like overall, it's just a head in the game kind of thing, being able to finish games out. Absolutely. And you know, complacency is always kind of that normal human factor that's gonna be there. But even down the stretch against Indiana, it didn't really seem like complacency was the issue. It seemed like they could not buy a bucket down the stretch. And obviously, you know, Indiana, like you said, Annabelle, I think is an underrated defensive team. Aaliyah Boston is the first, I believe, all-star rookie starter in quite a while. And I think, you know, she's a player that, you know, came into the league super league ready, right? Physically and mentally. And I think we're really seeing that. So it is, it's nice to see Aaliyah Boston take those strides and it's it's going to be fun to watch her in the all-star game against all this high level talent but for the liberty i think you, 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 like you said you can't have these stretches against subpar teams because that's not going to prepare you for playoff basketball whatsoever and that's why i think you know it part of me thinks the issue could be at the top with the coaching staff and i i, I know Sandy Brondello is is a wonderful coach been around the league for years as a player and a coach but I don't know if she ignites the fire under the Liberty quite enough. I think when you look over, over to the West with Las Vegas, you know, given that sure, the Las Vegas aces probably fill out their roles a little better roster wise. When you look at their coaching staff, it seems that those ladies are ready to go night in and night out. Sure. They do have two losses, but when it comes to an energy standpoint, when it comes to a, almost playing with a chip on your shoulder standpoint, it seems that sometimes these Liberty are lacking. And, you know, I think Sab is a player who can get, get a little, uh, provide that energy at times. And I think, you know, surely she came through down the stretch against Indiana, but you can't play like this down the stretch against top tier teams, especially the Las Vegas vases. So they'll have to turn around in the second half of the year. But like you said, Plenty of time off for most of the Liberty, of course, besides the big three this week. Maybe they'll mentally reset and turn it around. But now I want to turn to a little bit of All-Star Weekend talk. You know, Sabrina making the All-Star team as a reserve, Sloot as well. And then, of course, Stewie, the captain. And she, she of course, gets all of her, all of her, you know, Yukon slash Liberty family with her on her team. I think that'll be nice. Um, Annabelle, when you look at this, all-star weekend is there anything that really excites you the most well um we noticed that the skills challenge this year is going to be in like a team format so you have the team aces team dream team liberty team wings so two players from each team kind of teaming up for the skills challenge i think that's really interesting and i think it'll be really fun you know something about 
all-star weekends across every sport is I think it's a really good opportunity to like let the players kind of have fun show off their skills and have fun and I think the skills challenge is a really really good example of that there's no roster out yet for the three-point contest but um you know that's always a classic super fun and I think that you know the rosters for both teams for the actual game are incredible and it's going to be fun to see I think all-star games are just really fun to watch and hopefully there's going to be some some good basketball I'm looking forward to the skills competition just because I want to see uh, UNESCO do a repeat this year she won it last year if she wins it again this year that'd be good for two but I'm really looking forward to uh, the three-point competition I know it's not it's not announced yet but I mean, I wish uh, Quigley was still playing because the, looking for a five peat would have been just spectacular to see, just for the, for the league. But I mean, overall, I could see Jackie Young is having a stellar season this year. She's shooting forty nine percent on ninety eight shots, which is which is nuclear, which is nuts. I'm mean, just seeing that is incredible. So if she's able to, if she able uh, decides to join the competition along with maybe her and uh, Ariel Atkins, she participated last year and got second. She's doing third. She is thirteenth this year with thirty three makes. But uh, I'm looking for the three point competition just because I like seeing long buckets. So absolutely, and the WNBA All Star Weekend always fun. I think every year it seemingly takes a step forward as an event. More fans, more structure. This year in Las Vegas, of course, with you know the Super Team Las Vegas Aces, quite a bit of attention out there. From what I can tell from my friends who are out there in Las Vegas, it seems to be going swimmingly. And a couple of years ago, that really wasn't the norm. I think there were a lot of question marks. I remember just, I believe last year in Chicago, if not two years ago in Chicago, it, it was quite a chaotic event. So it's nice to see the WNBA really taking strides forward when it comes to the, the, the all-star weekend. I think, you know, you touched on it there, Michael, Jackie Young is, probably my favorite non-Liberty player to watch in the WNBA these days. Just so fun, can get in transition and knock it down from anywhere, it seems. I think that she's a player who could really get hot in a three-point contest. I'd be, you know, like you said, it's not announced yet, but I'd be surprised if Young wasn't in there. And, you know, it's going to be hard to not allow Young to, to, to make a dent in that competition. But, you know, leading towards this upcoming all-star game, I believe it's just in a couple of nights, three, if I'm not mistaken, but out there in Las Vegas versus team Wilson and team Stewart. Is there a favorite you have in there, Annabelle? I know, you know, nobody takes these games too seriously, always there to have fun and kind of showcase, but is there a superior team in your eyes? I am going to go with team Wilson. I just think Asia, Aaliyah, Kelsey Plum on the same roster. It's insane to see. I think Team Stewart obviously is very strong as well, but I just kind of have to go with Team Wilson on this one. I think when you look at all-star rosters, sometimes it's almost like, who do you just get that feeling from? Because, you know, obviously they're pretty pretty well matched skill wise but i'm gonna go with team wilson you know a lot of people who have been on all in with me like to say i have a yukon bias but i can't have a yukon bias with either team right here with both asia wilson and uh stewie so i'm gonna go with asia on this one definitely and i think you know i, I think it, to me it was almost like yukon on one side and then aces on the other is what it kind of feels like but of course you know it's tough to, to tough to generalize like that but i think you know the, the aces 
have such a strong core over there. Even in the all-star game, it's like, oh, that, that's a strong core. Um, Michael, I know, you know, you, you've been paying attention this season in and out. And when, when, is there anyone that you're excited to see in this in this all-star game? Anyone that stands out to you? I mean, just sort of echoing what we started talking about, just seeing how stacked like Team Wilson's going to be this year with the, the core of the aces that they have on that team. It's just hard to just not see them just doing well. I mean, just uh, just hearing that like the teams are just going to want to take it easy, be in their game, take their time, and just to have a good core with that, just going to sh- be able to propel the that team just to do well overall. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So the skills competition Friday, July 14th, and then the following night, Saturday, July 15th at 830 Eastern will be the all-star game. But now looking ahead a little bit into the second half of the season, I think it's been a pretty tightly contested first half of the NBA WNBA season. Pardon me, the Liberty 14 and four. I think even with the lackluster week heading into all-star weekend that's not anything to scoff about 14 and 4 is is a solid record in this league and you know the sun right behind him at 15 and 5 really putting pressure to keep them in that commissioner's cup spot but i want to turn our conversation a little bit to the bottom of the playoff picture a lot of competitive teams including the phoenix mercury kind of the indiana fever rearing their head up today you know mercury getting healthy with griner and tarasi is there anyone outside of the playoff picture right now that you could see making a dent in the second half for me i just mentioned it it would be the the fever um you know they are they have the nalissa smith injury right now but i don't think she'll be out for too long right now it's about two weeks um and then like i said Aliyah boston i think she's just a fabulous player great rookie and nalissa is she's in her second year so i think they're a good young team that you know might give these older teams a run for their money. I think they're underrated defensively. Um, And, you know, they have had a pretty long loss streak, but like we've been talking about, I think the all-star break gives them kind of this time to reset. And, you know, even though they did end up losing this Liberty game, I think it showed that they have the ability to give those top tier teams the run for their, a run for their money. It might give them a little bit more confidence, but I really like the younger core of the fever. And I wouldn't be surprised if they turned things around and made a push for the playoffs. The team I'm looking at a lot is the uh, the Sparks. And so just being led by Ogumake, just the fact that their team is just so young compared to their two main veterans that they have, if they're able to have their veterans step up in a way uh, that we're able to teach the young people around them, like Ogumake, she's rookie of the year, champion, uh, six-time All-Stars, her 11 years in this league could really have an impact on the way the team sees the rest of the season coming up and how they can have their uh, outlook and hopefully squeeze into a, a spot. They're in the ninth seed now, so they definitely got a good shot. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on LA, Michael, because they're a team who's suffered on the most ridiculous injury bug in recent history. So to see them kind of get healthy in the next couple of weeks, if it's possible, obviously two season ending injuries, but you know, outside of that, they have a, a possibility if they stay healthy, they, they, they could make a run in the second half. And I know this might sound a little ludicrous because I'm going to turn to the bottom team in all of the league in Phoenix four and 15. But I think if Griner 
stays healthy and Tarasi is able to, to have her kind of year, I don't think that they're necessarily guaranteed outside of that final spot in the WNBA playoffs. It'll be tough for them to make a run. No doubt about it. It's been a, it's been tough sledding. Obviously when you miss your one, two punch for three weeks, it, it, you're not going to have the first half you want to have, but you know, I, I, I like Cunningham. Interestingly enough, even though I'm not uh, the, the, the biggest fan of, you know, whatever the, the, her on-court antics i think she's a great player and i think that uh if she can step it up to be that kind of third piece around tarasi and griner that's a pretty serviceable lineup and of course we know michaela onion wetter with our experience with liberty she can be a great three and d player so you know i wouldn't necessarily count out phoenix down the stretch it's it's not over yet even though that might sound ridiculous but that's going to do it for this week in all in our july 12th episode wnba all-star edition thank you so much for sticking with us from annabelle michael and i'm miles we'll see you next week and as always all in is a production of wfuv sports